Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we operate as a business owner in terms of mindset. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, where this stems from is uh, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Morgan Housel's podcast. If you haven't been listening to that, um, it's not geared towards naturopathic doctors, but he talks about it's really like the human psychology of money. And and sometimes it's like how we learn. And um, he had a quote in the podcast uh, yesterday. And the quote was, there are two types of people. One who wants to learn more and one that wants to defend what they already know. <laughs> wow. Like... I, I had I actually pulled over like I'm listening to Alex, you don't know this part of the story. I was in the car. I literally pulled over to the side of the road. So and I rewound the podcast because I heard it, right? And it hit me hard. So I pulled over. I'm like, I, I don't want to forget that that quote. And so I pulled over and I typed it in my in my notes tab on on the iPhone so that I wouldn't forget it. Yeah, that's a really good one. And like when you first like said it to me. I, I it hit me like a ton of bricks as well. And I had this like gut reaction of, well, I I always want to learn more. And there's a ton of times where like I will dig my heels in and defend the ever living crap out of what I already believe in. So it made me really question, like, okay, which one of these am I? And I thought your insight was brilliant. And that is, well, it depends on what topic we're, we're discussing, Alex. And I, and I, I think, I think that go ahead, this Alex. really applies to our naturopathic clients and like anybody who's listening to this podcast is we need to make sure that we're experts in our field and we know our stuff. And at the same time, the, the subject of finance for you and I, Ryan, the subject of naturopathic medicine for like our listeners, it's too big for any one person to truly know all of it. Well, and so I mean, you could take that so many different ways uh, for naturopathic doctors specifically, and even for you and I, while you and I are quote unquote, the experts in the financial arena, we also are running a business, right? And just like naturopathic doctors, they are the experts in being the doctor, but they are also running a business. And so what I'd have you consider, our our listeners, and what I'm sitting with is, uh, well, I'm sitting with a lot, actually, with it, (laughs) right? To your point, there are plenty of times that I'm sure you and I are digging our heels into the ground from a financial standpoint and maybe not realizing it. Right. Um, And I bet you there's plenty of times that we're digging our heels in the ground on the business side of stuff, and I'm not sure we're realizing that at all. I think not as much, not as much, right? Like we are definitely into the financial side of stuff. Like if if we're being, um, you know, the defender, it it tends to be in that arena more than the business owner side of stuff. But how many times are we maybe running the business and we get so caught up, like our mind will not think about anything other, anything else. Even if someone brings up an idea, we don't even hear it. What I, and I, I I think I think one of our former bosses actually drilled something into you and I that helps us a ton with this p- component. And that is occasionally 
you and I will each say, hold on a second. Tell me more about that. Mm. Because it like something caused us to pause and it's new information or we heard it slightly differently. And so we're now trying to get clarification on, Hey, what did you mean by that? Or say that a different way. Um, and that, that is a really, really good way of being open to learning is to seek to have somebody reframe it so that you hear it properly. And that is a, a key indicator that yes, you are actually open and you are listening. So when I hear you say that, it gives me pause of like, okay, either I didn't say it correctly or I now have the potential to change Ryan's opinion about X, whatever we're talking about. And believe me, there are plenty of things that you and I butt our heads on, especially when it comes to like running the practice, running the business. Like rarely do we ever butt heads on like the financial components, which makes us great partners. Um, and it has to be this yin and yang thing, right? Where like, like if you're not adding in components to our practice that I don't have, why, why are we partners? Right. And vice versa. Right. And so it's, it's trying to make sure that we take the lead where we have the knowledge and at the same time still being open because we know that we can't know everything there is to know about finance. Yeah, the what I'm sitting with is um so I held a, a webinar for the Oregon Association of Naturopaths um on Wednesday. And we the discussion was, you know, how to set up your practice now so that it, it's an entity that you can actually sell when you want to retire or transition, right? Like maybe you just want to work less hours, right? And um, it, I think it went re rather well because I got a lot of questions at the end. That's normally a, a, a good sign. Um, but there's a couple of people that asked questions around, um, you know, you and I have, and we've even recorded a podcast on this life, lifestyle practice versus enterprise practice. And real quick, lifestyle practice is a, a practice that really isn't sellable. It's, it's when you, the doctor, if you don't show up, there's no revenue, there's no revenue coming in the door. Like you are the main provider of revenue coming into the door for your business. The only reason people come into the clinic is to see you, you yep. are the practice. And so the, the reason why it's called a lifestyle practice is because it provides a nice lifestyle for you, but it's not going to be there beyond you. Yep. And versus enterprise practice where it's not about you. It may start as you, but then you're, you're bringing on other providers and right. And, and it's not about you anymore, um, which is a more sellable business. And what the questions that I got, like a lot of, I, it was a big aha moment. I think for a lot of them where they're, where they're realizing like, that's a solid point, And I have not built the enterprise business, even though maybe I thought I was, but the other, the shocker questions I was getting and it wasn't shocking, but uh, there was an older gentleman that asked the question of, tell me some benefits of the lifestyle business, right? Because my presentation was really geared towards enterprise business. And this is why you can't sell it for, because the, stat, the, the, the research that Alex and I have been doing, like for the most part, naturopathic practices are selling for less than one time's revenue. That's including equipment, by the way. Which when you go ahead and look at like the business world. That's incredibly small. 
Yep. Like what that tells us is that like the, the, the vast majority of practices that are out there are lifestyle practices where like there is massive concern about whether patients will stay. There is massive amounts of turnover when uh, the, the practice changes ownership. Yep. And so this gentleman asked, and it was a, it was a, it was a good question uh, from the standpoint of like either practice is fine. It's not that we're saying that one is better than the other. It's just a different planning that you have to, you, that you have to do for, for the difference. And the gentleman was asked like, what's the, what's the benefits? And I said, well, for the most part, the lifestyle business is maybe more simplistic, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to worry about employees. Like there's simplicity to that. And that's probably the the biggest I wouldn't say you don't have to worry about employees because you might still have employees, but you yeah, have- Yeah, but it's way different than having to worry about other doctors. Like it's a different mindset when you're looking at that. And he then went on to explain how he tried to bring on other, other doctors and, and then he went into complaint mode, right? <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not trying to demean this this person at all. It was just more of, I'm wondering, as as you and I are talking about this quote, I'm wondering, okay- is he trying yeah. to defend, right, what he has built? And maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. It's just this is what's sitting in my mind around this conversation. And sometimes you try something and you fail. What? But you can't I mean, let that be the end-all, be-all all the time. Well, the other thing is, is that, like, is was he an expert at bringing on partners to a naturopathic? Right. Exactly. Practice? Of course not. No. Because like, we're not taught that. At, at all. Um, I can tell you that like, like I think I've mentioned this a few times and I, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that you know this, but you weren't my first business partner. Like right. I had, I had something like five failed attempts at partnering with somebody prior to like you and I clicking in it. Like, and it's, it's hilarious. Like, like I, I knew that I wanted to build something that was bigger than just Alex. And I knew that that required having a financial partner. And so it's one of those things where like I kept trying and not succeeding and it didn't like, it, I, I didn't dig my heels in. I didn't say, oh, this isn't working. So I'm not going to do it. It was just, I hadn't found the right partner. I hadn't found the right situation. I hadn't found the right circumstances. And and some of it didn't even necessarily have to do with the other people. They might've been the right people. I just wasn't in the right circumstances myself or the firm that we were with didn't really allow us to do things the way in which we wanted to. Things of that nature um, and there were, there were actually a couple partnerships that wound up being incredibly successful. We just never got to the point where it took us to the next level. Um, and like, it was, it was just kind of incredible in that, like I had built a relatively successful practice before you and I became partners, but I can tell you that like the success that we've seen together is night and day different from what I was experiencing before. Yeah. I think you and I. You and I actually, even though we butt heads, we do eventually listen, <laughs> eventually listen to one another when we finally let our egos down. Um, but also we both have hired on coaches, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to be, we had to be open to learning something different. And though, you know, you and I have a coach right now, we, we share the same coach. And what's interesting is, is the coach will say something and right away, one of us, like all, almost all the time, it's one of us that gets it. The other one maybe says that they get it, 
and maybe they hear it and they understand it, but they don't like, they really don't understand how it fits into the practice or how it fits. Like it didn't really sink in what was really going on. And so then we'll hold another meeting and then like the other person has the aha moments, like, and then we're finally on the same page, but we had to be open to learning that aspect and how much easier would it be for us to sit here and go, well, I mean, we've been in, in business together since 2016. We're relatively successful. Why would we need a coach? Right. Right. Well, and like the easiest, the, the, like going back to like sports analogies and things like that, Michael Jordan had a shooting coach. Tiger Woods had a coach. These are two of the most successful people in sports and they hired coaches for the thing that they did better than anyone in the world. Yep. Like I'm trying to imagine the imposter syndrome that I would be dealing with coaching the greatest of all time at something. And I'm supposed to coach them on that. Jordan, Jordan, you're dunking really, really weird, right? Let me show you how to dunk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I, I kind of going back to the quote here, it's important to recognize maybe when you're putting your feet in the ground and not open to learning. And, you know, a common question that I think Alex and I will eventually ask one another. And I, I say eventually, because it doesn't happen like always right in the moment, but it's more of, okay, are we responding out of ego or defensiveness? Or are we responding because maybe we maybe we know something that the other person doesn't in the end the communication wasn't clear like either way it it didn't really matter the communication wasn't clear with one another and like half to three-fourths of the time our arguments wind up boiling down to one of the two of us sometimes both of us weren't fully listening yep like or we interpreted something that the other one said different than it was intended. And like half the time it's the speaker, half the time it's the listener, half the time it's both. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and you and I have gotten to a place where we're just really good at figuring out how to like, okay, Brian just needs a half a day to calm down. And like, then we'll have the conversation again and it'll work out or Alex needs a week to settle down and then Ryan will come back and ask the question a different way and it won't trigger me, um, whatever the case may be. So it, it's, and I, I think it's really interesting to think about this in the context of like, okay, where, where and how can we put our feet down and should we put our feet down versus and and be the expert, right? Versus being open to to learning, we should always be open to learning. And there's still times that we need to put our feet down as the expert. Yeah, it. You know, in the end, I, I guess I, this is a great place to to kind of finalize, kind of wrap up this conversation. Is it's so vital, like you know, for those of you who have a solo practice, right? Like you're really having like the outs and not Ryan conversation we're having right now, you're having inside of your own mind, right? right. So you're not actually talking to someone or, may, or maybe you are, maybe you have a, a mentor or something that you are having that mentor type of conversation with. But 
what the whole purpose of today's episode is, is really looking at, okay, are you actually trying to learn? So meaning listen, or are you trying to defend something that you already know? With that note, Alex, uh, I think that's our question of the day. So, uh, any, any forethoughts on, on your side of stuff? I mean, this, I'm reminded of another quote, which is the trick to life is knowing you're somebody without thinking that you're somebody. Love that. Love that. Believe it or not, that's from Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Even better. Unlikely so, <laughs> source of, of, of reason, right? <laughs> so head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Um, or... If you're sitting here and listening to this and you're like, I don't have a coach. I don't have anyone to talk to. I've been listening to Ryan, Ryan and Alex talk about like, hey, I should know my numbers or hey, like everything that we've been talking about. That's what we're here for. So if you would like a coach or maybe you just need an introduction to another professional, like we're here for that. So feel free to reach out to us at that site. Or if you got something out of this episode, share it, right? This podcast is to make you all better so that you can spread your message better. The more financially successful you are, the better your message is going to spread. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2023-155982, expiration May 2025.